How soon should I start saying this, the four schools from the state of North Carolina and the ACC for now? Oh, that's a good question. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not calling out names, but but one of them appears as if, never mind, uh, <laughs> as if they might not want to. Hey, I'm just saying, like, you know, actions louder than words. Uh, the four schools from the state of North Carolina in the ACC, and we rank them, right? We have one off the podium. We give a bronze medal. We give a silver medal. We give a gold medal. And it's all based on what you did this week. It is not cumulative, right? This is not a test based on everything you've learned this semester. This is a test that you've learned since your last test last weekend. It is not cumulative. Starting with off the podium, this one's easy. To me, there were three schools that uh, – could have been in the mix for the podium, the first, second, third. They could, you know, order however you want. One school, not really. That's Wake Forest. They're the only loser of the bunch. They made it easy. Yeah. And it, there was going to be one because Duke played Wake Forest. So one of them was going to lose. We knew we were going to have one. Uh, we couldn't have a, a four-winner weekend. Uh, the other thing is, like, as far as going off the podium, I try to make sure off the podium, you know, I, I make it very aware we are not an everybody gets a trophy organization here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're off the air, we're going to explain. Or sorry, if you're off the, the podium, we're going to explain why. We're going to say, hey, this is what was not good. You lost to Duke with their third string quarterback. And the quarterback was not trusted to do much. Matter of fact, yeah. early on, he gave you the ball a couple times. He did. And on a short week, too. And on a short week. Um and your veteran quarterback gave the ball over to Duke a few times in the fourth quarter when the only thing he couldn't do was give the ball over to Duke in the fourth quarter. There's there's, there's a lot to be desired with how Wake Forest has been playing of late. Yeah. Thus, they're off the podium. Now it gets difficult because mm. now we have three schools that all won. Uh, we have three schools that, for different reasons, were very impressive in their win. Um, I never thought we'd come to the day where our bronze medalist won 59 to seven. Yes. They won by 52 and they're barely cracking the podium. Of course, I'm talking about the North Carolina Tar Heels. And part of the reason why I think we have to say they're off the, the, you know, out of the running for gold silver is because that first quarter and a half, man, whoo, at the end of the first quarter, it was seven, seven. That's the type of, like, if you weren't paying attention to the game, you check your phone. Uh, like, you're at a bar. Excuse me, can we get the Carolina game on one of these screens? Yeah. It was cool not being up there because I thought it was just going to be a billion to nothing. And But uh, but uh, can, we just, can we just get it on this one? Yeah, this one right here will work. It could be the small one in the corner. I just want to watch. About halfway into the second quarter, not much had changed. And then eventually Carolina woke up and Drake May threw four touchdowns, no interceptions. Amari and Hampton had – basically 150 yards, two touchdowns, and another 75-yarder called back due to holding. They, yeah. they remembered who they were, and they they dominated. But I can't put you higher than bronze when you played two and a half quarters against Campbell. No disrespect to Campbell. After those two losses that North Carolina suffered, they should have been furious. And uh-huh. they should, like, you know, I made this example last week. And, and by the way, we got the prediction right. I said they would cover – uh, I think the number was like 38 and a half or something like that. So they would cover. So we hit. But part of my logic was they were going to be like, you know, the person that, you know, their their car broke down. They got fired from their job. They they showed up at home and their refrigerator had broken. So all their food went bad and they went to hit the heavy bag. Like, I, I'd like, 
I thought they were going to be the one who's like a bad day to be the heavy bag. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, Campbell was going to be the heavy bag. But quarter and a half in, I was going actually kind of kind of not that bad to be the heavy bag today. Uh, sitting in the stands of that game, because uh, I was, you know, sit back, like to maybe sit in the stands and just kind of hear what people are saying. So I sat in the stands in that game and. Let's just say a lot of the Carolina faithful were very much of the like. Wait a second, we just we just had these two performances against the, those two teams that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and this is how you start the game. Like, what are we doing out here? Like, wait, hold on, you let it's almost chuckle worthy. It's like yeah. you're so mad that you're you're laughing, and it's like no, it's not funny. But I my emotions don't know how to handle this, so I'm just gonna chuckle. Yeah, it was uh, it was very frustrating, and it was. Things turned when Campbell actually missed a field goal attempt that would have made it 14-10. And then, like, a couple plays later, like, oh, Carolina, like, three plays later, touchdown pass, and then another touchdown. They missed a field goal that would have made it 14-10. to Yeah. And the final score was 59-7. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you could call that a turning point. Yeah, it was. You shouldn't need a turning point against Campbell is what I'm getting at. And Campbell, Campbell give and them Campbell, credit. They moved the good. ball pretty Pretty freely. North Carolina was a time. top 10 team in the country Yeah, 21 days ago. Exactly. A top 10 team in all of the land 21 days ago. That, for, that quarter and a half kept you from first and second. Uh, second, the Duke Blue Devils. Everything we said negatively about Wake Forest, positively, against, uh, positively for Duke, which is – you played a game on a short week with your third quarterback, and you won. The reason why I didn't bump them up to gold for that reason, the reason why I, I couldn't look at them and say gold medalist is simply because uh, I think Wake gave it to them in a lot of ways. Now, tip your cap to Duke. They they did what they had to do. Their defense played lights out. They were – but missed kicks, right? That Like a missed kick – you know, it, sell, actually, I'll put it like this: as a former quarterback, it is the most, and it's still. It, I don't get like not many things bend me out of shape, right? I, I can watch a game and stay mostly calm. One of the things that's still, it's probably annoying to watch a game with me when this happens because I have to point it out to you. When a wide receiver is open, and a quarterback underthrows it, overthrows it, throws it out of bounds, and then the defensive back starts celebrating and doing like the the arms cross gesture and they're pounding their chest and they're high-fiving each other. Doing the wave of the incompletion. Yeah, I'm going, no, you got beat. The quarterback just messed up. Like, that's not on you, right? You you didn't – That's why are you celebrating, right? You're going to get a minus in film for that coverage. Your coach is going to lecture you for how you just played, and you're out there celebrating. You're doing the sprinkler. You're doing the shopping cart. You're, do, you're, you're doing the nene. What are we doing? What are here? we doing here? That's to me kind of similar to like when a team misses a whole bunch of kicks, and you're out there like celebrating how well your defense is playing. It's like as long as the kick, like if the kick's like a 58 yarder, great defense did their job. Yeah, but if they're getting down into the red zone and just just bricking kicks, uh, eh, kind of one that you you escaped, right? I like it when the defensive backs do that. I like it when uh, a defensive back gets beat, right? Quarterback misses them, and what does the defensive back do? They immediately turn to their safety, act like they need to clear something up. They're like, "Whoa, you, ha ha ha, me," because then they're they're doing like, "I thought I had help over the top. That's why I was yeah. getting beat." <laughs> I, I, that one's fine. That one's you're trying to figure something out. 
Uh, but but nay, Duke third string quarterback, true freshman, starting on a short week. They got to win. We shouldn't nitpick too hard. That ends up being a silver medal, and that's a okay. Hey, bowl eligible again. Bowl eligible. So is our next group. Let's go to number one, our gold medalist, NC State. That's bowl eligible with swag. Yeah. In the bye week, we were legitimately questioning if they would be bowl eligible. They came out of the bye, beat Clemson, came out of that game, beat Miami handily, and now they're like, what? What? And we still got three games left. Bowl eligible? That's what you were questioning? Uh, And, oh, by the way, Dave Doran is the NC State career wins record holder amongst all coaches. Mm -hmm. Let's hear what that means from, uh, from himself. Here's Dave Dorn. There's a lot of people um, that had a part in that. And so very proud and thankful, um, proud of the team, thankful to the team, to the staff, and to the fans. And so it's great to uh, own that record and, and very proud of all of the coaches that have been here with me throughout this and uh, the players that have been here with me throughout this. It's an 11-year thing. And so uh, it's not me, it's everybody, and, and very thankful and looking forward to what's next. You know, we've put ourselves in a good position with this win uh, with three games to play. Look at that. Gets the record, and he's like, yeah, we're, I'm looking to put the record out of reach. We still got three games to play. Right. Should have said, and a bowl game. Just trying to add to it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact of the matter is they played Miami, and they made that Miami offense look not very good. Now at times NC State offense also struggled, well, but man. but but when when Miami's offense is struggling the way it is, it's no harm no foul, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're throwing your interceptions on their side of the fifty, heck, that's a punt. That's good enough for your defense. Peyton Wilson, another sixteen tackles, three interceptions, uh, forced by the defense, including one by Aiden White, who I think has had a quiet season, but is a really good player. Uh, they, they they've got some they've got something working. They kind of remind me of what the Carolina Panthers did late last season. With Steve Wilkes, they realized, okay, offensively, we can't be pretty. We just don't have the guys to do it. But we can find ways to win games by kind of being ugly and running the football on offense and just kind of picking up yards and any kind of gadget way that we can and just playing really tough, strong defense. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that last year. They don't have the the run game that we saw at Mm. the end of the season last year that the Panthers had with Deontay (laughs) Foreman, obviously. But still, you understand that. But you have Casey Concepcion. You do. As but, the one guy who's going to carry you. But you understand your limitations as a team, and you play within them. Yep. And I think that's the key thing about coaching. You understand what your limitations are. You realize not what you want to be, but what you can be. I have a feeling my concern when we do cons and cons later this week will be the same, which mm-hmm. is I'm interested to see what this team does if they fall behind. Yeah. But they are a very good team playing in front. Oh, very much. Where the offense knows – hey, don't take chances, and the defense knows, hey, we already got a lead. Let's just protect it. Mm. They're very good at that. And that's how you end up the gold medalist. NC State gold medalist, I believe, for the first time this year. I think so. I think they may have been there once. Maybe after the Clemson one, were they number one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe back-to-back weeks number one. Hey. Did, I, did we have this exact same conversation last week? Maybe. I know UNC was off the podium. Then they've all, they've gotten all the way up to number Three bronze. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, by default, by the way, because Wake lost. Happy college basketball opening day to those who celebrate, which I hope is all of you. We have we made it a ton of basketball today. Mm-hmm. 
14 of the 15 ACC schools open today, their season. They're all at home. They're all against smaller, we'll call them smaller schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, Radford at number 19, UNC, Citadel at NC State, Elon at Wake, and Dartmouth at number two, Duke. But, But they're all playing. These count, right? They're going to be quad whatever wins like they count i'd expect the acc teams from the state of north carolina i just listed to easily go undefeated tonight i would hope i i mean i expect it (laughs) i expect it uh but that doesn't mean tonight doesn't matter right the acc should i mean quite honestly should go 14 to no like easily louisville obviously we're looking at you we need Mm. you to pull your weight over there uh mr lose to a Division two opponent in a uh, scrimmage. Um, but that doesn't mean tonight doesn't matter. Co- like, I'll put it this way. Coaches don't like wasting a practice. right? You're, it, when, when a coach feels like a team didn't get better in a practice, they were going through the motions, they weren't pushing it, they'll flip their lid, they'll yell and scream, they'll send them to the locker room, they'll give you the speech about, I don't want to do this, but we're not gaining anything out there. All of the teams that are playing tonight, they're they're compete. Yes, like uh, again, I'll use the examples I used. UNC is competing against Radford. Don't get me wrong, right? NC State is competing against the Citadel. They are playing against the teams they're playing against, but they're also competing against all the other teams in the ACC to see who can get the most improvement, who improves the most, who builds the most chemistry, who identifies and eliminates the most flaws in their game. You know, it's 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 funny because I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, I was talking last week, I believe, uh, when the exhibitions were kind of being played in the ACC, the exhibition games, preseason games, if you will. And I, I was talking about NC State and how they have seven transfers. And uh, they have they had a bunch of transfers last year. And some of them are difficult to play with, meaning just styles that are unique. And it's going to take them a while to build the chemistry up. And uh, actually two separate on Twitter, two separate fans basically wrote to me and said, UNC's in the same boat. Why are you only highlighting NC State? And it was crazy because then I had to respond with, well, actually, they only have five transfers, which is yeah, only a, a lunatic thing to say 10 years ago. They only have five transfers. And uh, I think their transfers are going to play a smaller role. Some of them may not even crack the rotation. And they have Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis to smooth the waters as maybe the two most veteran players in the entire ACC. Like, there's, there's, they're not in the same boat. But, yes, your point is, like, semi-correct, which is NC, NC State has to build chemistry to a lesser extent but still a large extent. UNC has to build chemistry. And – you can, I mean, uh, uh, right? Wake, each of the last bunch of years, they've had their best and, and top scorer be an incoming transfer. They're going to have to work their transfers in. Every school has their pieces. Even if you're, you know, if you're Duke and you're not bringing in the transfers, you're bringing in a whole bunch of freshmen. So you're going to have to, to build chemistry. And, and a game like tonight, for all of them, at home, right, the metaphorical live bullets, real crowd. If you're doing well, you're going to have a big crowd. Can you build chemistry, right? And and eventually, you're going to have to face off against the other teams in your conference. Eventually, you're going to have to face against uh, face off against your your 
uh, early season tournament opponents or your your big non-conference games. And and whoever improves the most in these early season games are going to be at a huge advantage. Every team in the ACC except Florida State plays a home game against a team that they should beat by a bunch tonight. Who wins? And I'm not talking about who wins their game. I'm saying who wins against each other, right? I want to see, uh, uh, you know, the the transfers of state throwing post-entry passes to DJ Burns. I want to see Tyrese Proctor and see if his lights-out shooting that started about January 1st of last year, if that's translating into this year. Right? I want to see uh, the the Harrison Ingram transfer for North Carolina and where he fits in amongst the rest of them. I want to see if, if Hunter Salas can be the Wake Forest leading scorer, just like, uh, what was it, Williams two years ago um, and, and, and uh, Appleby last year. Yeah. There's a lot I want to see, and, and I mean, we're not going to see the fastest of the fastball looks from these opponents, but we're going to see something. And, oh, by the way, the canary in the mine would be if something doesn't go well tonight. Oh, well, there's that. Right, and I'm not even, like, uh, we're going to talk about, about UNC football later on in the show. Um, We don't even necessarily, you don't have to lose the game. UNC won 59-7 to against Campbell. Through a quarter and a half, there was a lot of, like, what in the heck is going on here? Oh, I was there. There's a lot of a lot of worry. Oh, yeah, I was there. Uh, And, and Dennis was passing along some of the things that the fans were saying. And Oh, I was just, I sat there listening. And yeah, just a fly on the wall. Hey, pretty much. Um, but like that sort of thing, right? If 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 you're playing the Citadel and you know, through three fourths of the first half, it's close, that's a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Even if you go on to win the equivalent of fifty nine to seven, right? When if there's you know, six minutes left in the first half and you're in a dog fight, <laughs> that that's a, that's enough to get your attention. Yeah, if it's twenty eight twenty four and you're like, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, okay, I guess we I guess we gotta wake up. Yeah, you don't wanna you don't want that. You want to wake up on your own. You want to do it right from the beginning. No alarm clock. Like you're excited, right? You, yeah. ever, have, you ever have that day? Oh, yes. Set your alarm every single day. It's normally waking you up brutally. Then one day you're excited for something. You wake up, turn your alarm off 10 minutes before it's supposed to go off. Go go take an extra long shower and, and get your day started. That's how opening night should be. You should be waking up on your own. Alarm clock is just for safety, just for a double check. <laughs> 